birthday, Soraya. Well, happy anniversary, Jeff. Happy anniversary. Happy 100th anniversary. Yikes. 100 shows. 100 shows, yeah. So we just posted last week our episode with Steve Wynn talking about his box set decade, that, which was our 100th episode. I think that's a pretty cool way to wrap up 100 episodes. Yeah, I think so too. But I think since we did pass a milestone that we should do a little reflecting. I think that's good. All right. So I say we do a little bit of reflecting about uh, where we've come these last 100 episodes and maybe end with what we think the next 100 or 200 will look like. <laughs> Sounds good. I said or 200. <laughs> you never know. All we right. could be a 1,000. You never know. <laughs> we could be. We could be. All right. I think we should get started. All right. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. Congratulations on your 100th show. Page the stage, Raspberry and Rye. Give us 100 more. people know who that is of course so that was sent in by our good buddy frank Turgato, also known as shaken abe yep his artist name so frank of course is a good friend of ours and frank is also part he's the f in jfj conspiracy <laughs> another podcast that we highly recommend you can find them on youtube and on any place where you can find podcasts they do uh the three of them Jim, Jerry, and Frank, they look for new music, and uh, they like to highlight uh, unsigned artists, and then they'll review or look back at a classic album, and they're Absolutely. a lot of fun. Totally. Yeah, so thank you, Frank, for sending that in. That was, that was a fun, fun, little, fun, fun way to celebrate 100. Absolutely. All right, so I say we start way back at the beginning. So I've always been a fan of podcasts myself. And um, I used to have, so I listen to podcasts on the way to work. I listen to podcasts while I'm working, while I'm working out, while I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> um, when I'm not listening to vinyl records, I'm listening to podcasts. So there was a point in time, a few years after you and I had met, that, we, uh, that I ran out of podcasts to listen to. And so I started searching for podcasts on the Paisley Underground. 
And uh, after a couple days of crying and whining, my wife finally said, stop crying, stop whining, stop bitching, get out and do it yourself. So, so I, I, I like podcasts where there's a male, female, double co-host kind of thing. Um, I listen to all kinds, single co-host, panels, the whole thing. And um, so I started thinking that it would be good to have a male and a female perspective. And I started talking to my wife, Chris, and to our good friend, Rainbow. And both of them said, Soraya. And I said, of course, Soraya. So then uh, thankfully I reached out to you and uh, after a couple of days thinking about it, I think, I think you were game to try this for three or four episodes. Yeah, why not? Why not? And thank God you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what to do though when we started, not having any experience in this kind of thing. So it was off to Google and YouTube to figure out how to make this thing work. Right? What, what were we going to call it? What was our icon going to look like? What was, what was the format going to be? What was our introduction going to be? It was a lot, of, a lot of feeling around in the dark trying to figure this out. But we decided that we did want to focus on stories and songs from the Paisley Underground, that that would yeah. be our primary focus. And I just looked back, because I, I could never figure out exactly when our first episode came out. But the way that I found out, um, I was just looking, and we started with WordPress. That was where I had originally hosted the episodes. And that first episode, episode one, which was, the, we called it the Paisley Underground Part One, focusing on the three o'clock and rain parade, mm-hmm. came out September 24th, 2018. So that's our official starting Wow. So, yeah, I, I could never figure it out because according to iTunes, which posted them a little while later, it was sometime in October, but it was September 24th is, was our birth date. Unless you want to talk about the times where we recorded, where we were planning, all that, which was a month and a half, month, two months prior. <laughs> yeah. Now, and the funniest thing was you said, Soraya, let's just try it out. And just bring anything to the table. And I, <laughs> I remember bringing, because you wanted to test out um, how, how it sounded. And I remember bringing <laughs> a piece of Spanish uh, of music. I brought some Roca en Español. Oh, and I remember right. playing something for you and you were <laughs> just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you were like freaked out by it. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, I forgot I, about that, but that sounds yeah, so good. I'll never forget your reaction because you said, oh my God, because <laughs> it was just like, you press play and it was just like music and sound and loud and boom. Um, and it was a song by a Spanish group called Hombres G. Um, and it's one of my, one of my favorite groups. But anyways, yeah. uh, it translates as the G-men, but uh. um Anyways, and then I remember us actually sitting down doing a test recording and you said, Soraya, we need, we need like a, a saying or we need a sign off. And, you know, I remember going, you know, I think about all those DJs and people I've listened to and I listen to podcasts too. And there's always something, there's a hook, right? There's something that just, it reminds you of that thing. And I remember thinking, what in the world am I going to use as my sign off? And I just remembered there was a, 
in case anyone has ever wondered, and I don't think you have, but I'll just share it anyways. Um, I've wondered what it is that I say. I say, agrubiar, which is a really old slang from Panama from the 90s. And it was like, literally like, let's groove. And it was something that was used so much that it's become part of my, my vocabulary. So, agrubiar, estamos grubiando. And it's just kind of part of my lexicon. So I said, okay, that's going to be my sign off. And then when you came up with Groove on Pace with people done, we were off to the races. Yes. And so we did have a, so we were thinking along the same lines. I was just thinking very white bread. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said, maybe you could say something in Spanish. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say? Because most of what comes out of my mouth in Spanish is not safe for, for people to listen to. but. And then I remembered that one, that one little saying from Panama from, from the nineties. And I said, that's it done. Very cool. And of course that's gone on to be our, uh, our, our typical sign off. And yeah, it's our forever sign off, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, and then we got, you know, the fun part was once we figured out, Hey, the recording can work and this is how we, can do it and we've got a sign off now let's get to work the easy part was those first couple of episodes right it was just us at first so just us so our and, and episode two yep go ahead all i was gonna say is i <laughs> now i now i think back to when we started and i remember um I've mentioned before my older brother and, um, you know, that he was, he's always been that person that's kind of turned me on to different things um, musically. <laughs> As the episodes come on, he would just like call me and check it. He goes, you're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed. I go, Hassan, who's, who's listening to us? It's just me and Jeff and maybe a couple of, you know, smattering of old uh, friends. But um, I do really, I look back now and I kind of giggled, but I'm glad that he told me those things because it just kept me, kept me honest. It kept me on my, you know, like I need to continuously work and, and improve on it. But ultimately it's really been what Jeff wanted it to be, where he said, I wanted it to be a couple of friends talking about music and things they like. And we did that anyways. You and yeah. I, so. Yeah. So those first two episodes were fun because we got to go go through the seminal four. Okay. Jeff has expanded his definition as of late, but we started with the seminal four bands of the Paisley Underground. And, um, and just, you know, we use that as our jumping off point. And where it's gone has gone way beyond my vision yeah I, i'm not sure about you but i never expected to have guests well here's the one thing that we have working for us not only is jeff you know really kind of the mastermind behind this but jeff is also one of these people and i've told him this so many times i just want to capture part of jeff's spirit where jeff is like you know what hey uh 
why don't we send a send a message to Danny Benair and see if he'll come on the podcast? And I'm like, what? Danny Benair? Danny Benair is not going to come on our little itty bitty podcast. Sure enough, Jeff is one of these people that he says, hey, all they can say is no. So why not just try? And I think that's why we have a good working relationship because um we'll we'll brainstorm together and you know we'll kind of work it out between the two of us as a sounding board and where i go where jeff goes what do you think if i uh send a message out to jack waters and i'm like what you are cuckoo for cocoa puffs but i go why not all they can say is no like i've learned now jeff from you all they can say is no, and if they say yes, we win, and if they say no, it's okay, because we tried, we tried you know? yeah. And for anyone listening, yeah, we've gotten no's, but we've yes, gotten yes. a hell of a lot of yeses, too, which is really yes. cool. Yes, yes, and you're the voice of reason a lot of times, too, because if I recall, some of my um, suggestions for episodes have been a little bit crazy. Do you remember the time when I suggested that we do a, um, a fictional court case where I, I put the Okay, case. you need to, you really need to spell this out, okay? Let the people hear what was in it because this is as grandiose as it gets. And this is why I love Jeff because Jeff sees no limits, but what he sees are possibilities. Please go ahead, Jeff. So I wanted to act like we were going to put the Paisley Underground on trial. And I wanted to bring in a lot of the key players from the Paisley Underground and have- To do what? To be a jury. Um, yes. Some, some to be prosecutors, some to be more so defendants because I'm the crazy one. Correct. So Correct. I, and I wanted to, to put the Paisley Underground on trial yeah. for only having four for seminal bands and your judge was going to be who did i have as the the judge i don't recall well we went through a few different judges yeah i i do remember i wanted to involve steve Wynn. i wanted to yes. involve um danny benair i think at one point you wanted um uh, danny benair to be the judge i think you're right i think you're um, I think that was the last incarnation of that, but, um, and uh, Jeff had thought of how about if we have one representative of each band to argue, to argue their position <laughs> of why their band was part of it and others not. And then I think we had a, we had a, we had a, um, and they were going to be defendants and then we had someone you had thought about a prosecuting like to bring in other bands yeah. why not this band why not that band what and but it had such a cast of guest stars <laughs> that i remember so jeff is pitching it and i'm listening and i'm listening and i said jeff i don't know if this can work out one because i don't know i don't know if people would be willing to um buy into the idea of, you know, kind of like a staged trial of the Paisley Underground. 
But the other thing was, it was a lot of schedules to try to try yeah. and coordinate. And at the time, this was early in our podcast. Yeah. And Jeff, and and um, I think one of the key key issues was Dream Syndicate was doing a lot of touring. Steve was Steve Wynn was doing a lot of dates. Yes. So it was I'm like, do you know he's like off in Europe or you know he's in Norway or you know wherever. So it was one of those things where I go, logistically, this could be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I said, like, I'm all in. <laughs> Anytime Jeff says, let's try it, I go, yes. All we can say, all that can be said is no. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I remember he said, well, if we can't get any of the bands, we can get some of our friends to, to be the lawyers yes. and, and argue their case. And I think one of those, uh, one of those times that we, came back to that idea and you thought of our friends could argue you thought about having michael corsio three o'clock be the judge oh yes yes um but um but you know yeah so that 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 one never got off the ground no i think, I think uh, <laughs> timing logistics i mean i mean now things are very very different but back when we started in 2018 um, a lot of the, a lot of people in these bands were working, recording, or, you know, promoting. And, you know, I just said, I don't know how we can nail all these people down. And at one time, I just didn't yeah. think it was possible. So. Yeah, it, it was kind of lofty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still yeah. up there. Who knows? Maybe after hearing this, we'll hear from every single one of those bands going, absolutely, let's put the Paisley Underground on trail. Yes, yes. And it was supposed to be tongue in cheek and fun and right. Yeah. So I mean, and that's what I do with Long Riders and Green on Red. To be honest, right, right. All of the members, including the Long Riders, Green on Red, and the Seminole Four, all agree that those Seminole Four are the Paisley Underground. So yeah. more than anything, I'm just being cheeky. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about our first guest? And it yes, was, please. It, it was the person that we wanted to start the whole thing off with. Um, and we made a short list of, once we got through our first two episodes, picking songs um, and it being just us, we decided, well, let's talk to some of the experts and get their um, their stories about this whole scene. And we wanted to find out where that name, the Paisley Underground came from. And we had heard the story about Lena Letonwa's red dress. So. We figured, where do we start from if we're going to start talking about the Paisley Underground? And we, we decided, let's talk about the name. And we asked Lena if she would be on our show. And we were, I remember being so thrilled that she said yes, because I thought, this is the perfect place to start. This is the person that was there, that inspired the name for this movement. What better place to start? Yeah. And she was a fantastic guest. The, the stories were great. And um, I think it was the perfect way to open the doors of, of our podcast to other people. Because after that, you know, we started throwing out more invitations and getting more acceptances, which was really, really nice. Yes. Um, yes. Because, uh, and it was good to kind of set this, scene um to understand the history behind it 
and then move forward from there, you know, with names and places and people. Um, I think it was really good. And then, you know, after that, we had a pretty incredible um, talk with Danny Benayer. Yes, yes, that was so much fun. And I remember thinking, we're talking about the Paisley Underground and we have one of the key members of this movement sharing stories with us. Literally, yeah. And uh, he was super generous. And I remember Jeff and I thought, okay, we have more than enough questions. You know, he'll probably cut us off at some point. You know, he's, he's a busy man doing things. And, and the conversation just kept going and going and going and going and going. And I think, I think when we finally uh, hung up on the call, it was like, close to two hours right right so we decided this is too long for one episode (laughs) so we're gonna because our original intent no joke and uh you know pat thomas has has (laughs) has told us enough that we go way over our original intent was 20 minutes yes 20 minutes every episode is 20 minutes and i'm like 20 minutes you can knock that out you know, in my line of work, I lecture for two, three hours at a time. I'm 20 minutes away. That's nothing. Uh, we've never gone back to it. Ever. No, no, no. And and with Danny, it was just like, why cut him off if he's willing to keep talking with us? And I remember, wasn't it on that call that like uh, one of his dogs, it was either Poppy or Tiger Lily was also giving her input. So it was really, it was like, there's a you know people are really welcoming us in from their own private life yes. you know where the dog barks or like in our homes you know my, my phone rings or yes you know, my grandkids child calls out for grandpa it happens yeah you know yeah so it was just really neat right right from That's our how you know we're not sitting in a studio yeah, yeah. unless we were with jim hill but yeah. Oh, which we were sitting in a studio. We were in a studio and it was beautiful. Oh my. Oh. So with our next episode, episode six, uh, where we talked about the permanent green lights hallucinations record, that's when I, I realized that we were doing something, we were talking about something that was again relevant. Because I remember thinking, we're talking about a scene that happened in the 80s and here we are in... 2018 2019 and we were talking about a scene that that and music that was recorded a long time ago and there was no um new releases and hallucinations granted is a compilation of older music but it was the first time that i remember thinking we're talking about something where there are new releases coming out right maybe not necessarily new music but with this permanent green light and michael quercio's association from the three o'clock with permanent green light it was like hey we're we might be we might be relevant now (laughs) right and and that was a really good point because i think i think one of our first meetings i asked the question how far can this go and i think the minute we started brainstorming and thinking about episode ideas it really does have a lot of building blocks from this one little, from this one core. 
and this one nucleus branches out in so many different ways. There's a lot to talk about. And hallucinations and permanent green light. And that compilation came out, um, came out as we were beginning. So yep. it was not only relevant and timely, but it showed how um, it doesn't need to stop in 1980, you know, pick the year. Right. But it can be put there. And then, you know, we talk about hallucinations. Then we talk with Matt Pucci of yes. Rain Parade. And Matt Pucci has been involved in so many different projects. And you begin to see how, yeah, you know, there's so much more involved here than I think you and I could have ever thought about. So it was just really cool to see, you know, uh, this is not just reminiscing, but it's really looking forward to. And look now, you know, move, move ahead to 2020. And, you know, we're, we're seeing or seeing posts of Rain Parade playing together and Matt Pucci's talked about, oh, you know, there's some, some things in development and it goes back to show you that good music always finds its way. And um, so, yeah, you know, yes, we're talking about a scene that was, in, that had a great impact on our musical loves and tastes, but we're still seeing, um, we're still seeing the replications of that. So, you know, it's, it's just neat. It's just neat. Yes, agreed, agreed. And then on episode nine, we wanted to bring to, f to the forefront, oh, I'm sorry, episode eight. Let's talk okay. about eight. Uh, we wanted to talk about the rainy day compilation because it was one of those things that cemented this scene in my yeah. mind. It was one of those things where we talk about these bands working on each other's records where they got together members of these bands and they put together this compilation, which has always been really important to me. So it was one of those things where I felt like we talked to Danny, we, we talked to Lena, we talked to Matt, but this was kind of the cementing compilation oh, yeah. that brought the scene together. And then when we talked to Michael Curcio and he talked about Rainy Day and how it was not intended to be an official recording, but really it was David Roback kind of testing out, you know, production and things like that. That's where I remember you and I just looked at each other. We're like, what? something that and I remember going to Aaron's records on Melrose and buying it like I remember having it and playing it so much and like how could this have just been happenstance right yeah. you know but I think it also explains why it's so coveted too you know it's something that's really special but um yeah so Jeff and I started in September Right. And so, you know, we start moving forward. So we do rainy day and then we get to episode nine, Prince and the Paisley Underground. Yes. And talking about the impact of Prince uh, in terms of writing and uh, providing um, material for, for bands. And <laughs> okay, Jeff. So we go from number nine Yes. Where's episode 10? Where is episode 10? Can anybody find episode 10? 
if you look on WordPress, it's no longer there. But um, on December 1st, 2018, we posted an episode that it was called episode number 10. We called it three by four by four, a conversation yes. about the new Paisley Underground release three by four. Yes. And our subtext was Soraya and Jeff are joined by friends of the podcast, Dean and Joy, to discuss the new three by four album from the Bengals, the three o'clock Dream Syndicate and Rain Parade released by Yep Rock Records. Well, two days after we released the episode, yes, we get an email. <laughs> I'm going to share portions of the email. Please be careful, sir. I know, I know. So the email starts with, it has come to our attention that you have posted a podcast for download containing four recordings owned dot, dot, dot. And it ends with, therefore, we must demand that you immediately take down this podcast pending our approval. And there's more before and after and in between, but. Okay, I, so I, to, to put this in a context, um, 3x4 was being released in November. And I remember uh, Jeff and I, Dean and our friend Joy, Milam, uh, we got together at Fingerprints in uh, in uh, Sherman Oaks. Freak Beat. Freak, Freak Beat. Beat. Fingerprints. Bloop. At Freak we Beat were... Records in yeah. Sherman Oaks. And um, we got together. We, we were very patiently waiting, and we went in and got it. Right? Yes. We purchased the music. We purchased we the purchased album. It. Okay. And I, and I believe there was also an album signing that day. Yes. Same day. Yes. So uh, so in the store was Danny Benair, Michael Corsio, and Vicki Peterson. Oh, that was so much fun. And we got uh, stuff signed, and we walked out. And I remember we we all left. Uh, we had lunch together, and then we, we left. And I remember putting in, because I bought the LP and a CD, and I put the CD in my player, and I said, ah. And I said, oh, we get to record. And since, and um, it was having, I think it's official release later. January of January. 2019. Yeah. So this was November. And we decided to do this panel. And we said, well, if we have a copy of it, ergo, we can play these tracks uh, because otherwise it wouldn't be released, right? That's correct. wrong. Uh, when we get that letter, um, we, we realized that we have to pull the episode because they were essentially asking us, this can't happen until there's an official release. Correct. So we had to sit on the episode for months. <laughs> and then when it got released, we were able to release it. Yeah. But also something else we learned was where Jeff and I at the beginning were playing full tracks without any care in the world. Um, we were informed that what was fair use was about, what is it, about 90 seconds? 
30 or 60 second samples, depending. 30 to 60 seconds. We've gotten away with longer, different things, but, um, but it was something that, you know, we weren't aware of and now we're aware. Okay. Now we know. Um, And when we've had artists on who own the material, we've asked for permission to play the whole, you know, a complete track or maybe a longer portion. Um, But it was just interesting because Jeff and I, I remember Jeff getting the email and reaching out to me and said, I got to talk to you about something. And, you know, I said, wait, what? I think at the time, Jeff, we had maybe 80 listeners. Yes. Yeah, we were small, small. And I said, you got to be kidding me that we've got this. I said, A, how did they they find us? But I said, okay, let's just pull it. I mean, there's nothing we can do. And I don't want to, I don't want to make Yeprock upset because this was going to come out and, you know, it really was something huge. So we pulled the episode. So if you, those of you who may wonder, our, num- our numbers, our episode numbers go one way, but what's listed on things like iTunes is another. And it seems like we're always one behind. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's that's because number 10 got, got pulled. Adventures and, in podcasting. Yes. And of course, uh, what we want to do is we want to share music and we want to drive people to the music, to the sure. artists. To, in theory, in hopes that somebody would find something that they like and and support these artists, right? Um, that's definitely what what our goal is and our hope is. Totally keep these artists supported and yes, and continuing to make music. Yeah, yeah. So it was just interesting. It's it's an interesting piece of trivia. Yeah. Um, and then it's- after, and then of course you know, holidays, right? Yes. So Jeff and I go, holiday special. And Jeff says, let's get some musicians to share a little holiday cheer. And I say, go ahead, Jeff. All I can say is no. (laughs) And then we have that beautiful holiday message for everybody, which is still so heartwarming. And it's really, really sweet that people at such a busy time of the year we're super kind to oh, share a message for all our listeners that was so cool yeah and people of different faiths um different totally. uh, world views but all coming together and sharing that that love for the community it was oh, yeah. it was amazing big 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 and then our first talk with steve Wynn. <laughs> yeah and, and that's when i think we realized that um, this man has some stories to tell and we we can't capture everything in one episode <laughs> with Steve because uh, man, his passion um, it's and it's so generous with his time with us and um, I just remember being thrilled because I had had the opportunity of meeting Steve a, on a couple occasions, namely with um, his band the baseball project and I just thought, this guy is super cool, super nice, and uh, 
I just remember being thrilled when when he came on to yeah. talk about the three the three by four uh, release as well as we tried to hit on everything. I think. Yeah. And that's what's really nice about um, getting a chance to talk with some of the musicians from the bands that we love is hearing the stories that they have, the anecdotes, and also hearing about the things that they're working on, you know, and it's just really refreshing to hear. And um, I mean, we've had, we've had great guests on, I mean, seriously, just really great guests on and, and people who are generous with their time, but also with their stories, you know? Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts about the podcast is some of the stories that some of our guests have for sure. Totally. And then we go into, we end 2018 with um, an episode called Covered in Paisley. And we talked about uh, certain cover, um, uh, certain covers done by the four seminal Paisley underground bands. That was a, that was a fun episode too. That was fun. And it was one of those where, and I always like the ones where it's just you and I listening to music and talking about yeah stuff. yeah um because you know jeff being a musician me not being a non-musician we hear different things you know same song but we different things stand out to us absolutely yeah uh, you know but anyways and then we start 2019 and i think this is where we kind of we kind of did a whole lot of different things uh, we did album focuses. We did um, focuses on arts, particular artists, um, and we looked at certain themes. So we kind of started taking the podcast in different ways. So like that first album focus series, we took one album from each of the four to focus on. For three o'clock, we had Danny Benair back on to talk about Arrive Without Traveling. Um, then we talked about the bangles all over the place. Then, and, and then the infamous three by four by four episode, which finally saw the light of day. Um, and then because we broke it up um, in early 2019, Long Riders come out with their very, with their first new release in the, you know, good while yes. psychedelic country soul. And we took advantage of that and we did, a, uh, we did a panel talk on that. And then we went back to the album focus series and we um, took a look at Rain Parade and what album, Jeff? Crashing Dream. And Thank we had on John Thoman, Stephen Roback, and Matt Pucci. And they were all sitting in the same room together chatting with us. Talking to us. Talking. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was crazy, but it was the coolest thing too was to talk. And was it not too long after that, that, um, you know, Jeff and I focused on certain songs and stuff, but it was just really cool to be able to talk about it with the artists who play it and, you know, <laughs> recorded it. It was just yeah. pretty wild. That was wild. I remember digging into some of the lyrics on that and just some of the stories behind those lyrics were oh, wild. Yep. 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 Yeah. And then we had a little break because I went to Europe and then you went to Europe the same year. Yeah. Um, when we came back again, here we go. Past into present. When I came back, 
um, we had permanent green light was doing a live show the day after you landed i believe thank you very much <laughs> i've had i've had great luck so far in my trips to europe i come back either the day before a show or the day of a show and sure enough i go so permanent green light played a, a brunch show at federal bar in los angeles and i'm still thankful to joy for getting us front row seats for that, oh, man, that was thank great. you joy thank you joy um and so we did a panel review on that and then you know we talked about we talked to tom stevens oh my god psychedelic country soul and a number of other things and he's another guy that's been super generous with us and his time and then we go we finished <laughs> off the album focus series with um talking about um dream syndicate and which one in particular jeff because this is a jeff favorite <laughs> i picked medicine show for us to talk about yeah and that's a hell of an album to talk about anyways and we have some special guests on that one yes we talked to the drummer dennis duck and the bassist who played on that dave provost and i remember not knowing a whole lot about dave other than him being a great musician and being on a lot of projects he, I remember him being really funny, like in a very, very, subtle, very, very subtle way, and cheeky. Yes, yes. Wasn't he the the one that told us the Yoko Yoko Ono? The Yoko Ono story. Yes. yes. <laughs> Please go back to episode twenty one. Yes, that's <laughs> a great. And Dennis was amazing. Uh, Dennis is always awesome. Yes, and I think there or right before is when I learned that Dennis Duck had as a disco album Dennis yes <laughs> yep. and then and then of course a friend of the friend of our podcast pat thomas we've had pat on and um i always like listening to pat yeah. pat's got stories galore and he's experienced things both as an artist and you know uh, with his own label so many different arenas it's just really neat to listen to him. Pat's an amazing person. Yeah, he has a very unique perspective too. So I, I always like talking to Pat. Yes, yes. On, on and off air. A hundred percent. And then we start getting into a series of interviews. One, like, and each one was like, ooh, ooh, oh. So <laughs> yes. we talked to Pat, which was awesome. And then mm -hmm. we talked to Russ Tolman from True West. Yes. We talked to Derek C. of Gentle Cycle and Rain Parade. He's playing with Rain Parade. And then Annette Oops. Zelenkis. Like, we felt we had reached the promised land. Yes, because we... <laughs> because we had had someone from each of those, of the Seminole Four, except for the Bengals. That's right. That's right. And then Annette Zelenkis. Yep. Yep. And... um she was playing with the band again too so she had a very unique perspective being someone that was with the band from the beginning and playing with the band now so book ending that that whole Bengals experience totally <sighs> okay you want to keep going <laughs> yeah so troy howe was next and man what yeah. a sweetheart he is so troy was the drummer for salvation army who came three o'clock mm -hmm. and he had some very unique stories of the early days of what became 
the three o'clock. And man, what a really nice guy. Just genuine person and a real lover of music, you know? So it was just cool to hear from his perspective what that scene was like, because also, you know, after, after Salvation Army, he goes on to Eyes of Mine. So, you know. Yep, that's right. And I think um, when we were talking to him, it was just about the time when the Salvation Army was releasing the live from Torrance. Right. Um, record on Burger. And then we had that really cool Paisley stage event where we met up with the band at that park where that Wilson Park, yeah. Yeah, where it was recorded at. And we listened to the record with the band and a few oh, of a few of our closest friends. How fun was that? First of all, it was fun, but it was crazy. It was crazy because we were trying to get sound going and there were parties and <laughs> there were all sorts of things happening. But we got to the place where they played. Like we set up shop there and it was really, um, and we did like a listening party, which was cool. That was really fun. Uh, we also talked to Jason Faulkner, another guy with amazing stories and, you know, you just let him talk and, uh, but great insight. He's played and with so many different artists. It's just neat to hear. And he was super nice. That was another like two-parter. Yes, yeah. Then we had Steve Wynn back on. Because they were releasing These Times. Thank you. Um, I think in the span of our podcast, since we've been on three releases that involved right. Syndicate, which is pretty amazing. Yes. And, you know, box it plus a few other things along the way. You're right, right, right. Um, and then Jeff goes to Europe and miss and he, and then the Grammy museum here in Los Angeles decides to have an event, uh, to highlight showcase, have a panel discussion of, uh, the three by four by four, uh, the three by four. I keep thinking of our panel Yeah, of the three by four album. Um, so Jeff's gone and me, I have to like, take copious notes of everything to kind of relive it. And then we had a panel discussion um, when Jeff returned and to kind of relive that moment, which is amazing. But also something really cool happened. This was all in, I think, uh, May, May of 2019. This Grammy event happens. Jeff comes back from Europe, rain parade says hey we're opening um we're opening for the flaming groovies at um at the chapel in san francisco and i jokingly said to jeff road trip and jeff (laughs) says let me talk to chris (laughs) and we made it happen and i was teaching on saturdays and that saturday after the show I had, the show was on a Friday and I had to teach on Sunday morning, it's Saturday morning at eight. Oh, and I remember getting someone to cover for me so I could fly down, go straight and finish uh, teaching that class. 
this is what it's like to have friends. But we weren't <laughs> going to miss that. We weren't going to miss that at, at all. And we didn't. Nope, no. Nope. And that was, we had, we had a blast. That was so that much was a, fun. It was a ton of fun, um, but also it was just really cool um, to see, to hear the songs that we love live again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then we get a very, very, and this is also very timely. We get a very special guest. Yes. Episode 32. That. All right, Joe, Jeff. Joe Nolte. Let me, and let me ask you a question. Speaking yes. Of, speaking of questions, yes. I think we wrote down about 12 questions that we were going to ask. How many did we actually ask, Joe? Two. <laughs> two. Two. And uh, we got about two hours. So it was about an hour answer for each question that we asked. Yeah. But that's, see, that's the other thing about Joe Nolte. Joe Nolte is a, is a great storyteller. Oh, my God. also, you know, he lived it and the fact that he remembers so much is really great and that we can take a you know take advantage and sit with him and talk about it um and i i say timely because just yesterday it was announced and today it's official the last has released the long lost. Oh my gosh. The beloved. Look again. Yes. We'll talk about yes. it a little bit. Yes. So after that, we got a really unique opportunity. Thanks again to Matt Pucci. I always said Matt Pucci is like our padrino. He's like our godfather. Yes. Um, because he's always kind of pointing us in the right direction or, you know, giving us fantastic suggestions. And we got a chance, thanks to him, to talk to Jim Hill. Yes, and this was born out of our trip to San Francisco. Right, and Jim, and Jim Hill happened to be, he was there because I think he was working the board that night. And we just, you know, blah, 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 we'd love to talk with you. Yeah, how about, you know, when, when we're back in LA, let's find a date. He invited us into his studio and he just kind of us through this process. And I cannot describe and words will fail me forever to describe the sound that we heard in that studio i mean just beautiful and then he would play us these tracks like from three by four and he said oh in that corner that's where the you know that's where the bangles were singing harmony you know for uh, on this on this song and jeff and i were just kind of uh, you know we were like uh and i remember leaving that studio (laughs) And having to go teach that night. Oh gosh. And I was like in a daze. And I just said, oh, what you know, it's just amazing the sort of people that you get to sit and talk with about their craft. And Jim Hill is just this fascinating person to sit and talk with. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that day. That was great. That was great. And then our next episode was also a road trip. Right? Okay, so, I talk about unicorns all the time. Yes. We had one huge unicorn. Yes. His name was Luis Gutierrez. Yes, guitar for three o'clock. Yes. And Jeff, because Jeff is fantastic at reaching out and, and uh, chatting. My God, where were we, Jeff, that we saw him and we, and we said, we want to have, oh no, 
It was me. It was you at the Grammy. It was me at the Grammy event. You made it And happen. I saw Lewis and I had and I said, hello. And I said, you know, my friend and I, we have a podcast and we'd love to have you on. And he just looked at me. He said, you know, you put me on the spot because now I can't say no. I said, yes. <laughs> and he, you gave made me, that he gave me his email to contact him. And once Jeff got back from Europe, I said, this needs to happen now. And uh, Jeff. He was so nice. Yeah. He invited us into his home. We sat at his kitchen table. Yes. And asked him as many questions as we want. He was really, really nice to us about that. Yeah. I think when we were done after a couple hours, he said, do you have any other questions? And we said, maybe another time. <laughs> we yeah, because wanna... we had the listening party that day. That's right. That's right. It was the day of the <gasps> And we're like, well, we're doing this listening party. He's all, no, uh, I can't today, but yeah. thank you. And um, but another thing of, you know, what came up in that conversation is, you know, Louis Guterres went on to be, come involved in, uh, in Mary Stanish and, and do a number of other things and, you know, record with other people. And he said, yeah, I've got a garage full of dat tapes. And yeah. we're like, you do? Lean in. Right? <laughs> Jeff yeah. and I are like, hmm, let us into your garage. Let us see what we can uncover. Yes. But, uh. You know, just super nice people. Yes, very, very kind. And great stories again. And great pictures on his wall. I remember him pulling down a picture of Mary's Danish with Neil Diamond. I know. <laughs> he said, here, you, you want me to take this picture apart so you could uh, scan the picture or take a picture of it? And we're like, no, no, no. We'll just take a picture with the frame on. But, oh my God. but see, like, that's the level of kindness yes you know yeah. just like oh here's this picture here bloop, 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 bloop. Awesome. oh my gosh awesome yeah and that became like another two-parter because it was just yeah he was he was open and told lots of stories and you know it, it was cool and then we start going into side projects. Yes, I think that was one of your ideas that I thought was such a great idea. And then we, this is where we brought in Ronnie Barnett for four episodes. Right. And again, Ronnie could not be nicer and kinder to give of his time, but also he's hysterical. Yeah. And he knows so much. So, you know, it's like a total no brainer. And um, so we went through side projects, solo projects, um, for each of the Sentinel bands. And we started with Three O'Clock, then Dream Syndicate, Bangles, and Rain Parade. That was so much fun. Oh my gosh. And Rain Parade, all those guys have got so many different projects. Every single one of them. Yeah. I remember when we were sharing lists about what we were going to pick to play, just the list was insane how long uh, the Rain And there's Parade no way to go. cut it. Right, right. Um, Right. From John Thoman, Matt Pucci, Stephen Roback, I mean, uh, Derek C., Mark Hanley, onward, on, 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 on. Where do you cut it off? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great having, having uh, Ronnie on. And then <laughs> we brought on Joe Nolte. Because we cut him off after three hours of the first talk. That's true. That's true. Um, and he came back on and gave us more stories. And uh, I think we asked a few more questions, but not that many more. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. But it was cool. Yeah, yeah. 
And Soraya, we've gotten, since we started this podcast, we get a lot of um, people sending us their music that are asking us um, to listen to their music and if we could talk about them. And um, we kind of want to stay towards as much as possible, the Paisley Underground and or related adjacent or LA bands, right? Um, so we've gotten a number of artists, but one that we did decide to talk a little bit about was with Jim Bassnight, um, who's played with some of the bands in, mm-hmm. in the Paisley Underground. So we did uh, one episode with Jim talking yeah. about some of his music. Yeah, and, uh, and that also brought us to, um, again, kind of talking about people who play in the scene. We got a chance to talk with Mark Hanley. Oh, my God. Keyboard, but look, keyboardist is cut is really selling him short because he does so many things. Mark Hanley of Brain Parade, and those two albums blew us out of the water. Yep, yep. We had no knowledge about it before, and when we heard it, I'm like, "This stuff is killer." He's a fantastic, fantastic musician. Great songwriter, yes. And amazing songs and great vocalist. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. <sighs> okay, Jeff, we're we're almost <laughs> we're almost okay. halfway. Then we get to I think again, 2019 was a fantastic year. Yes, for a number of reasons. Um, but we also got the 40th anniversary of LA Explosion, so we got a chance to see the last with the Zeros, the Alley Cats, and Dan I mean, Doorknobs. And Danny and the Doorknobs. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, play live. And that was so much fun. That was a great show. Yeah. And then we got to review it with our friends, Hallie Cohen, Joe, uh, Joy Milam, Lena. Uh, Dean? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. yeah. I don't know if he was there. He, he, I, I know he, Hallie, Lena, Joy, and us. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing someone. Yeah, Rory. Oh yeah, Colonel Rory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I knew it. Um, and that was—I I mean, first of all, it was a great time. Yes. But um, again, you know that kind of past, present, coming together. I liked it. Yes. And then we got to talk about one of Jeff's favorite bands yes red cross beyond the door yeah so they put out their new album and we had reached out to the band in hopes of um having them on to talk about the album unfortunately that didn't work out but we did get to talk to carrie pearson or ella um who's close with the band and she had a lot of stories to share but we went through that album track by track and the three of us uh made comments and listened to that album together. So that was, yeah. it, it was our own little listening party for it was. Red Cross's Beyond the Door album. And then we got to have Stephen Roback, who's been a repeat guest on our on our podcast. And yes. again, um, I don't think there's a nicer person out there. Very talented musician and um, just really kind and generous with his time. And it's, every time we talk with him, you know, I think Jeff and I are just a little bit in awe every time. Yes. And when we hang up, we're, you know, it just takes us a moment to kind of come back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool having him on. And then we had our friend Simon on. Yeah. Simon Eldrett. 
yes who was, whose connection to the pigs in the underground is he was in <laughs> he was a young child in yes the jet fighter video but he's become a musician in his yes. own right based out of austin currently so yes nice that was a lot of fun yeah and then uh I have to admit, one of the best birthday surprises ever was my mini message of all of some of our um, past guests and friends. Uh, Jeff, still one of my favorites. Can I say that when I was reaching out to the artists to ask them if they would help out with this idea that I had for a, a birthday message, that every single person I asked said yes, and they were like, of course. For Soraya, yes. Aww. I I like that though. I think it's nice, you know. I always, I never, I never think that people remember me. Oh, they were, you know? yeah. And especially like on a podcast, you know, comes and goes. So it was just really sweet, and <laughs> we have to say so. Jeff played this for me on the uh, very last episode that we did with Ronnie Barnett of the the solo projects and so we were we were saying goodbye and then all of a sudden I start hearing it and the reactions on my face Ronnie was laughing so hard because I was like (gasps) and Jeff realized I I wasn't recording or I didn't capture it and I was like oh my god so just know uh I have two witnesses who saw me freaking out yeah that Um, was so much fun because every time a voice would come on you would have another excitement yeah yeah it was totally unexpected which I love yeah that was a surprise for you oh 100 percent and then um we get we get a chance to talk with Vitas Matare who's been on more than once and he's just a fun guest he's yes. a, such a sweet guy yes and uh jeff what's your connection to Vitas matari so Vitas recorded my band's second album white glove test leap so that's where i first met him but i knew him from the last right. not personally but seeing his name on all the records so uh yeah so he yeah. was our engineer producer and uh, always has great stories and fantastic energy around him. Absolutely. And then, Jeff, we get a chance to talk with the one, the only, the man with a plan, Chris Kakavis. Yes. Chris Kakavis, <laughs> he is something, he's something else. We sat down and again, Jeff and I had a list of questions and he's in Spanish, there's a there's a saying, nos va a despachar, like he's going to get rid of us soon. <laughs> we talked for a long time. Yeah, I got to say, I felt an instant connection with Chris. Yeah. He's like somebody I would like to hang out with as much as Totally, me. totally. Yep. Um, and we talked about a lot of different things, a lot of different kinds of music, a lot of different topics. It was just really, it, it's neat when you meet people that are you know whose music you enjoy and they're also really engaging fun people yes yes and uh i think it was that one that episode in particular where we started sharing oh um he started showing us albums that he had picked up 
that he was going to play at a, a, a DJ set and there were a lot of disco albums. So we just started sharing memes of oh, yeah. disco albums or people disco dancing. And it was the funniest thing. And each time something else came, I go, I cannot believe I'm having this chat thread right now. Right, I know. This. In Germany, Jeff and Temecula and me in the San Fernando Valley. I just thought it was pretty fun. Yes, and he's inspired um, a series that we're going to do probably starting next year. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and then uh, once we hit 50, I said, what else? Man, 51, we hit it out of the park. We got David Nolte on. Oh, my gosh. I could not believe that. Oh, man. That was a fun episode. That was so much fun. So... David's worked with a number of people from David Gray. We had learned that he had just uh, did some a show or two with Mickey Dolenz. Yeah. That, of course, Dave Davies, Wednesday Week, The Last, of course. There were so many. And what a kind, kind guy. Uh, again, with great stories. And I think he said he, he, he didn't even listen to a few of our episodes. So yeah, that, that was kind of humbling. Very, very. And then... Long Riders gave us a show out here. Yes. Um, it was an odd time. I will say that. Um, and it was the show, the Long Riders show was October the 3rd of 2019. And um, it was a little hard because we lost Kim Shattuck. The day before? Or I, I, was, yeah. Within and, a day or two. And so, um, as we get, the show, the Long Rider show was at the Roxy, and um, they had something up on the marquee, and there were a number of different places that had uh, something up on the marquee for Kim Shattuck. So, it, it was one of those nights that was just, I, I, you know, there's not a good word for it. It was cathartic because there was no better place to be than with people that you, that are your friends and that can understand how your heart is heavy, you know, and seeing someone whose work you respect and enjoy was gone. And um, so it was just, it was an interesting night, but it was a good night. Yes. That was where Jeff got knighted by yep. the one and only Sid Griffin. That's with right. the with that beautiful guitar, you yeah. got knighted that night, Jeff. I did, I did. You're yeah. knighted the guitar roundtable now. <laughs> um, uh, but even better was um seeing their opening band, which was Ford Maddox Ford. Oh yes. Um, and it, that was a good night. And Amanda Ruth hearing that live was mm. yes, yeah, very cool. So yeah. we uh, we did a review of that show. Yes. Um, huh. Then we talked about we did talk about um, No Holiday, the Muffs No Holiday with yeah. Ronnie, and that was in um, that was much later. We talked with Ronnie much later about that one, about No Holiday. So the record had already been out for a little while. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. I think it took a while before Ronnie was ready to talk. Yeah. And we wanted to be respectful of that. 
Yes. And yeah. um, but and it was it was nice having him back on the podcast. And um yeah. It was a good it was it that was a good episode. It was great album and a great way to remember a great artist. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Then we got we got a, a pretty cool trio that came right after. Yeah. Um, so Medicine uh, had a release and we had Brad, uh, Brad Laner and Ed Zelinkas and Matt Devine on. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So they had that covers album and that was, I mean. Which is a great album. If you haven't gotten it, listen to it, please do. Yeah, I've had. You're old at this point, but excellent. Yeah, I've had a number of people contact me saying that they purchased that album and they still listen to it. It's fantastic. It is. And then, Jeff, we start moving towards the end of 2019. Can you believe that? No. We're we're already moving towards the end of 2020. And we did a show on the Paisley Underground Influences. Yeah. That was a fun fun one to record, but it also was a good one to research. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the... A lot of the fun that I have is preparing for some of our episodes and learning about uh, either picking songs or, you know, going through songs or learning about the artists that we're going to talk about to uh, offer suggestions on questions that we might come up with. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think that was, uh, again, an idea that you had. One of many, many, many ideas that, (laughs) that you brought to the table. And that was, I thought it was important because it, it really established the scene um, yeah, where yeah. They, they came from. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, once again, it was one of those episodes where you and I were talking about songs and, and talking about why we picked the songs that we picked. We went back to the original formula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we ended the year in talking about Paisley Underground EPs. And we took a look, we took a look at each of the seminal bands and one EP. And that was that was fun because we got to we got to kind of listen to you know the origin story right there. Yes, and, and then we hopped into 2020. <laughs> and I will say, if there's a if there's a um, a trivia game about Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme, and you want to ask what our longest episode is, it's this one. So we. It was almost like five episodes that we crammed into one. And there was so much good stuff. We talked to Michael Crescio, Chris Bruckner, Jason Shapiro came on from Red Cross, um, among other bands, Dan Epstein and Brad Lindsay. And all of these guys had played with Jupiter Effect. And each one of those could have been an episode. And you and I had talked gone back and forth several times do we break this up into five episodes and we break it up into two into three and i thought <laughs> right or wrong 2019 uh, i'm sorry 2020 we're gonna start off with a bang and i'm just gonna throw it all onto one episode oh my gosh and and it the- was a mondo episode it was I think but we I, had people telling us, hey, I had to take a break after yeah. <laughs> after hour one yeah. or something like that. Like, I'm listening to it in pieces. Yeah, yeah. But, um, if anybody listened to that from beginning to end, I would be surprised. Hats off. But, yeah. Hats off. But um, all of those artists are worth listening to on that episode. Oh. That. And, you know, uh, 
Jupiter Affect is a, a band that Jeff and I really like, and you know, a friend of ours, uh, John Diorio, uh, also. But and and Joy Milam and Rainbow and I mean, all our friends. But it's a band that, um, you know, I just I just think with time, like the music's um, just been hidden. It's really good. Yes. So like we wanted to give them their due. Okay, then this was another really, really cool uh, recording. It was with Jason Victor. Yes, one of my top 10 favorite guitarists. Oh my gosh. The guy's a beast. Yes. He is a beast. Um, Plays with Dream Syndicate, but also has its own band, Skull Practitioners, played with Matthew Sweet. I mean, the list goes on. Yes. Great, Uh, Great guy, too. Oh, Heart of Gold, super nice. Yes. Uh, and then we got to talk with Mark Walton, also yes. of Dream Syndicate. It was like we were closing the Dream Syndicate circle. Right. And um, that was a that was a great mu- to all of them. Yes, yes. So that was a great musical conversation that we had with him. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Totally. Okay. Then we did a crossover episode. <laughs> yes. That you know, awesome. uh, this is like when the, the the cast from Happy Days went to Laverne and Shirley, yeah. you know, and vice yeah. versa. So we met up with our friends at the JFJ Conspiracy and did um, an episode together talking about love's forever changes because they, they do um, they do focus on classic albums, classic rock albums. So we wanted to bring one classic album. Yeah. So we. We tried to come up with an album that would work with their their format and our format as well. That was our thought. And they had us on their episode. Um, so th- there's that. So we were, uh, if you search out their YouTube episode, I think we were on like, I want to say like their episode 18 or something. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then we brought in Jack Watterson from Green on Red. And I gotta say, Soraya, I mean, it would be impossible for me to answer the question, who's our favorite guest? I mean, I can't do that. Because all of these, each person brings a whole new vibe. But um, his energy was amazing. It was so much fun talking with him. And he is a straight shooter. Yeah. So, so, um, yep, no BS with Jack Watterson. But I had so much respect for him after yeah. recording that episode and that was um we had so much fun talking with him that we had to split that episode up too yeah um, and we kind of broke it up into um episode 62 being like the green on red years and then episode 63 being everything post green on red. right right um both worth listening to Oof. and the stuff he's doing now is just yes yes really good yes and then we got to, this is something Jeff has been wanting to make happen for a long time. And I'm so glad that Jeff was able to get it off the ground. And that was getting um, the remaining members of the Pandoras from It's About Time era on the podcast to talk about that album in particular. 
And that was a really, really good conversation. Yes. Yeah. So we had on Gwen, Casey, and Bambi, and they all, I, I still like talking to them three. Yeah. So it, they were a lot of fun. And it was really cool to hear about the early days of the, the Pandoras. And the, I just liked their stories and everything that they brought to that episode, to that conversation so much fun that was a really good episode yeah and it was nice having the three of them um to to give their perspective it was really good then we had john thoman and i think that was the last of our rain parade members with the exception of uh, steven hunka the the drummer but john thoman fantastic musician amazing guitarist yes yeah absolutely masterful yes and really down to earth and uh great stories yes yes and then again for trivia question (laughs) our most popular episode episode number 66 i don't know if you were aware of that but this is our most popular episode the most played episode i should say wow yes as as far as what um the the host uh sends us sends us some data um, that we have listeners all over the world um all the different formats that people listen to it on and the number of plays i don't know what that includes if it's all the formats or just their format i don't know but according to what i get from um, the network host. This is our most popular episode, and it's uncovering Paisley Underground covers. Is what we called it, but it's artists that played songs from the Paisley Underground or mm-hmm. from bands from the Paisley Underground. Yeah, uh, and it could be that we covered. I think so. Each one of us picked two songs, so there was eight artists that were included in that, and then we also had Danny. Danny Benair, Matt Piucci, and Steve Wynn come on and talk about what they thought about these bands yeah. covering them. That was a lot of fun, too. So it covered a lot of territories. So. Yeah. It, that was a fun one to do, and um, it really plugged us into a lot of different artists. Yeah, yep. That yep. also have an appreciation for these bands. So it was fun. Yes, that, that was a fun one to, to research, too. Then we had Ronnie Barnett on now i think we need to have a caveat here yes so a lot of these episodes were recorded before much of the world went into lockdown yep okay because um i left the u.s i went to europe in in, at the end of january came back february the, the i came back on valentine's day the 14th so um we we had recorded some episodes. One was of Ronnie Barnett talking about an event that was upcoming and it was a celebration of the life of Kim Shattuck. And that event looked really fantastic. Yeah. And it was one of the it was one of the events that's gotten postponed due to the pandemic. Yeah. And I think um, it was it was to happen right about the time of the outbreak of right of the covid and where it started to really um be more of an issue so 
right to talk about the event and to promote it and it got postponed yes so tba yeah and as i mentioned i came back on february the 14th and fighting jet lag i (laughs) I went to meet up with jeff and some other friends at the echoplex here in la to see the dream syndicate and very very significantly that was the last live show that my eyeballs saw in 2020. Same. Yep. Same here. And I think I might've told you this a couple of weeks ago, Soraya, but um, my wife, Chris and I, um, we don't share the same love for music. Thank God. Cause this house can only hold so many record albums, but um, <laughs> she, she has different passions um, and, her musical styles, um, when she does listen to music, she's more of a normal kind of person than where she buys a handful of CDs a year, maybe not, not one a day, but anyway, so, um, she, uh, so she, she's into, um, gospel music, um, Motown, um, some classic rock soul. Um, but I want to say about six weeks ago, she leaned over to me and she says, Jeff, she says, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I miss going to concerts with you just a little bit. She said, oh. just a little bit. And she's like, and one band that I would really like to see again and who've really grown on me quite a bit is the Dream Syndicate. So, yes. Yeah. So she said, of all your bands, that's one band that, um, I, that I've, I'm really taking a liking to. So. Oh, that's awesome. And that night we saw we saw a lot of killer songs that night. That was a great set. That was. That was. But, yeah. Yeah. And, we, we had, and on this episode, we had Pat and Ronnie on to mm-hmm. talk about that show who were also there. Ronnie was yeah. the, the, the DJ playing before and after the Dream Syndicate set. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> okay, Jeff. And then we had Lisa Fancher on. Episode 69. Yeah, man. Founder and CEO of Frontier Records. That was a great conversation. Yes. And another another great shooter. Stories. Yes, yes. It was fun sharing some stories with her. And she's put out so many seminal record albums. Um, and she's still... You could still contact Frontier Records, and uh, I think she still presses up a lot of those albums, so they're still available. Yeah. And then we did a pandemic playlist. (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Again, researching uh, some songs to listen to, something to get our mind off of. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and we had a lot of help from our listeners too, who started adding to our list. So we we came up with this pretty long list between what we came up with. And what our listeners came up with of, 100%. Uh, to listen to. Okay. Then we had Steve went on. This is now appearance number three. Because of a new album. A different album. <laughs> it's album. called The Universe Inside. Yes. Um, and the story of that album where it was just one long, one long, one long song. <laughs> yep. yep. And I don't think they stopped yeah, I don't think they stopped other than Mark Walton to pour a couple drinks. There you go. There you go. And then they just kept going. 
uh, but yeah, that was, it was really cool because, um, you know, again, despite the pandemic, music was coming out. Yep. And, um, Thank and then, well, sorry. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yes. And then after that, we got another chance to talk with Michael Corsio, a huge friend of our podcast, uh, to talk about game theory. And because um, there was uh, there was a re-release, or well, a new newish yes, game a theory release, a release of older material. There you go. Thank you. Um, so we, we had him on to talk about that. And then after that, we had, we said, well, we're all home. Yes. Nobody's touring. Yeah. So let's get this panel discussion. This was a, this was something that Jeff had come up with a while ago where he said, I want to get a panel discussion, to talk about look again. And the couple of times that we talked to Joe Nolte, we asked about look again. And he said, Never. Yes. Never gonna come out. It's never gonna come out. <laughs> He's merely a tease. Yes. And yes. so we we put together a panel and we had Tom Stevens and Lena Lutonwa and Jeff and I to talk about look again. And yesterday on Bandcamp, the last has announced that they are releasing it and it's remastered and uh beautifully done so go get it surprise 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 next time we get joe nolte on that's gonna be my one question why didn't you tell us yeah yes and we've had venus on and venus didn't tell us mm -hmm. but so be it and then unfortunately we also um earlier this year we lost uh, david roback and we had um matt pucci on Yes. To talk about him and um, talk, just reflecting back on David Roback. And uh, after that, we also talked with with Stephen Roback, but we talked to, with him about Viva Saturn, but we also, um, he also shared stories. Yes. About Rain Parade and about uh, David and that was a nice one too. Yes. So we kind of switched gears. Jeff had an idea of a series looking back at some of the compilation albums. Yeah, I think it was a listener that suggested that. Actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so we decided to run with that. And so we took a look at Warfrat Tales, Tokyo Tapes, Volume 1. Uh, sorry, Radio Tokyo Tapes, Volume 1. Then we talked about the Rodney on the Rock volumes one through three albums. And we did that with Howie Cohen and Joy Milam. Yes, they were that great. That was a really, that was, that was a fun series. Yes. That was yes. a fun series. Um, see, Jeff, now I'm thinking. So after that, we got a chance to sit and talk with Aaron Schur. Yeah. So that, and again, um, according to the, the stats that I get. This is again one of our most popular episodes, definitely in the top. Aaron Sure. Yeah. So we reached out to Aaron because he had worked with David Roback and it was one of we wanted to learn more about David because we haven't had an opportunity and we won't have an opportunity to talk to David. Right. But we wanted to talk to people um, that worked with him uh, to get a 
to learn a little bit more about David. And plus, Aaron has his own great story to tell with yes. his work with um, uh, the the music that he's played with, um, Mazzy Star, um, and some of the other projects that he worked on. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And great. Yes, yes. And then we had, like I said, we had Stephen Robeck on because... Jeff found while he was organizing, I think like everybody and their mama was during the pandemic. That's right. Organizing, cleaning, uh, whatever. Um, and Jeff finds a copy of a CD of a Viva Saturn album called Ships of Heaven. Yes. Ships of Heaven was, n was never released. Correct. But Copies were circulating. I think test pressings or, yeah. or, or like a, a, a home, a bootleg, they bootlegged themselves, right? Right. Is that, is that, what Stephen that was it. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, like, I made a few hundred copies and sold them. So we, uh, Jeff reached out to Stephen Roback and we just kind of wanted to put that idea out there that we'd like to talk with him. And I remember telling Jeff, what's he gonna think you have this bootleg copy? You know, he might be mad. And then we find out from Steven, he goes, no, I did it myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think he said, can you send me a copy of it? Exactly, <laughs> if you want to get a copy of the, of the tracks which we shared with him. Um, but it was really, it was very nice to have him on. And, you know, we, we didn't want to, I don't know. We, we wanted to make sure that we were being respectful of him and his family and, right. um, and he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, always, he's just yeah. always very kind and, but also great stories. And we went through track by track. And uh, when he said at the end, would you mind send me, sending me those tracks? <laughs> I thought it was so funny and I go, and Jeff and I just kind of looked at each other and we said, sure. Yeah. And, um, but, but yeah, it's one of those, one of those albums that we hope one day sees, you know, through somebody's generosity sees the light of day. Yeah. Okay. Let me get to episode 80. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're getting to a hundred, but yeah. I got to tell this story. So Jeff and I have tried, tried. After Annette Zelinkitz, we, we, we felt gutsy. Reached out via Twitter to Vicki Peterson. Um, I think Jeff threw a Bengals fan page. You put a comment and it got liked, right? That's correct. Oh, no. Or we, you posted a link to our podcast. Long story short, somehow we got connected to Debbie Peterson's assistant. Correct. And we've been trying through different avenues to get a message to them. We'd love to have you on the podcast with a zilch results. Out of the blue, we get an email from her assistant. Uh, Debbie might be interested. Give us a little background. And I, you know, Jeff and I are frantically emailing. Oh my God, oh my God, take a look at the email. <laughs> so we hop on it. Boom, beep, up, 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 get a date. Jeff and I are literally hyperventilating. <laughs> and we say half hour because the assistant told us, you know, not a lot of time, but 20 or 30 minutes seems, I said, Jeff, we got to get, 
every, you know, whatever we can. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. She gave us about 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's, it sounded like she wanted to continue talking. I felt like, but well, we wanted to be respectful of the time. I mean, again, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't do a lot of things like what, uh, of our ilk you right. know, podcast. So we didn't want to be pushy, but she was, it was amazing. I think I floated the rest of the day. I could not believe it. And just, it was awesome to be able to talk to her and share our enthusiasm for her work. And I, I, I just can't say anything better about Debbie Peterson. She is a, just an amazing, solid, fantastic human being. Yes, and so and much everyone fun. else in this scene says the same thing about her. Yep. So, Vicki Peterson, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> we were nice to Debbie. Yes. So hopefully Vicki will come around. She yes. followed us on Twitter, so. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I did not know that. Twitter or Instagram, one of those two. Nice. Uh, and then Jeff had an idea called First Listen, where he said, hey, sir, I want to do a First Listen series. I'm going to play you some people that you've never heard, and I just want your honest reaction. And we did that. Yeah. And then Jeff said, hey, let's invite all these bands on. Right. <laughs> we did too. <laughs> we kind of had an agenda, I got to admit. Yeah. So we did the first listens. Then we did, we called them unofficial releases. Wait, did we do that? Was that our episode? I oh, no. Think- that was, that was, um, uh, that, that was two other people. I think it was Jane Doe and uh, Jane Biff, Doe and- Biff Jimmerman. And Biff Jimmerman. Yeah, because they're involved in terrible, shady, leggy, shameful activities. You and I were just innocent bystanders. And then we had Eddie Calla on. Eddie Calla is cooler. Yeah, what, what a sweetheart. I That guy is so cool. Teaching, yes. up, teaching up in Canada. The original, or I, not original, but um, early drummer for Rain Parade who played on um, emergency third world power trip what a great guy that, yes. great stories and what a sweetheart oh fantastic and then we had Steve went on yes number four yes and he was talking about new single recent releases he talked about uh, talked about medicine show yeah and he even gave us a one song performance that was very special that was special. Yes. Yeah. Uh, always kind, always generous, but just cool. And then after that, we had Chris Kakavis on to talk about a new, uh, a new release of his. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two, two yeah. releases. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's hard. It's uh, you know, burn the maps on home recordings, and it was hard to not let Chris Kakavis just talk about whatever he wanted to talk about. Exactly. It's just cool. Yes. And then uh, we ended the call and he goes, you know, one day we should just do a Zoom and just play records. Yes. And Jeff and I said, hmm. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Then, okay, wait, I'm trying. Episode 86 was our answer to Jane Doe and Biff Jimmerman. If they're going to do unofficial releases, we're going to do 
official live recordings. There you go. We did official live recordings. Yes. And then we talked with Petrified Max, which includes members of Danny and the Doorknobs. Yes. Uh, We talked with John Rosewell and uh, Vitas Matare. Yes. And if you don't have Charlie Drove North, please go check it out. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. And um, really worth a listen. And you'll listen to it over and over. Yes. And then... This was a fun one too. We've had Matt Pucci on, you know, our our padrino. We've had him on a number of times, but we had him on this time with Tim Lee. Yeah. And I really like talking with Tim Lee too. Yeah. And the two of them together, part of uh, they had a release called Gone Fishing. Yeah. That's one of Yeah. Is fantastic. I felt like we were sitting sitting in a, in a party with good old friends just uh we could all just crack open something or pour something to drink and just no, no, no. sit on the porch and tell stories. No, just do what Tim and Matt did. They drove in with cups and <laughs> beer and then they kept going. That's what it would have been. Yeah, exactly. Drive through. Yeah. Drive through liquor store. And then we got part two of the project that, that you liked, and that was looking at a different incarnation of the Pandoras. Right. This one with Melanie Vaman and Karen. Bassett, which was supposed to take place at the beginning of the year, and then the pandemic hit, and we had to keep pushing this out because they were going to get together in person. Um, then that got delayed and delayed, and then we were able to do a Zoom, and then finally got to that one. But um, that uh, album um, that they did, Stop Pretending, is one of my all-time favorite albums in my top 100. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun to to have them too on talking about stories from those recordings and being with Paula Pierce and Kim also, who was also a fan. And then things got really interesting. We got a random email, unsolicited, I will say, not random, unsolicited email um, from a PR person associated with the Hoodoo Gurus. Yes. Uh, wanting to share their new single. And uh, we wanted an opportunity to talk with Dave Faulkner and we got it. Yeah, that was cool because they'd actually come up a couple times uh, on our episodes with, yeah. with, with Steve and Mark Walton and other connections of the Paisley Underground and Hoodoo Gurus. So that was super cool. We have no idea how we got on their map, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did too. And then we started um, an idea that Jeff and I had talked about a while ago was um, a, a number of people that we've talked to over these hundred episodes have talked about or named Bill Bartell. And there's a lot of stories there, but the information is not as readily available. So we wanted an opportunity to kind of just start talking about who Bill Bartell was and why people, uh, why his name comes up so often. And we were, this was the first panel that we got together of people who were close to him, uh, friends of his, um, and it was a great first discussion. I think every time we've come back to Bill Bartell, Jeff and I go, it just gets, the puzzle just gets bigger. 
Yes. You know, like we get a little bit of information, but it just kind of adds another dimension to it. And then this is where we took that first listen series to life and we brought on members of the Telltale Hearts, the Things, and the Steps. Yes. And what was cool was some, uh, I think it was really the, was it the, well, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think for some of these bands, some hadn't seen each yeah. other in a while, like with Steve Crabtree and Roy McDonald. Right. Roy McDonald of the Muffs and, right. and other things. Um, it was really neat to have this call and see people see each other for the first time in maybe a long time. Right, yeah. It's been and, years. Um, and uh, same with the Telltale Hearts because they had just uncovered some live recordings and video yeah. and so um they started sharing things back and forth and so it was really neat and uh by the way mike stacks has a really interesting book that just came out um give me a second i'll pull up the the title i just went yeah and of course mike stacks does the the ugly things fanzine yeah, uh, which I highly recommend that people check out. And um, of course, that was influenced by the pretty things, but he covers a lot of uh, 60s influenced or 60s, original 60s band. So yes. it, was, it was an honor to have Mike and the rest of the guys from Telltale Hearts on. Crazy good. And then we had um, The Steps. Sorry. Uh, and that was, that was another fun one. And John Fallon couldn't be more charming yes. and hysterical. Yeah. Uh, but it was just fun talking music with them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it was neat to have these bands together and hear what they're doing now. Um, but also celebrate their music, which, um, is really good. And also take a look at these, um, box artists that were really unique yes yeah different. and then we're coming up on 100 i swear <laughs> <laughs> then we then the go-go's documentary comes out we yes. decide to have a panel to talk about it yes. with lina litonwa lisa torres of um of uh the last and my big brother hassan yeah was on it. and that was a fun episode too so much fun. Yeah. And then we had uh, Bradley Scott of, of the Bye Bye Blackbirds. And that's been one of the albums that um, it was, a, it was uh, recommended as a listen uh, first from Matt Pucci and um, fantastic. So we had to have Bradley on, which is, and talking to him is really cool and he's in turn turned us on to a lot of other different absolutely. musicians too yeah, and albums which is great and then we do a danny and dusting panel yeah Ronnie burnett that was another fun one yeah so uh, we talked about rainy day as one of those um albums that kind of cements this scene and to me danny and dusty was another one where brought in um, Green on Red and Long Riders, um, 
pays the underground bands, pays the adjacent bands, working with the Dream Syndicate and and Rain Grade. Yes. So. And then, where do we go from there, Jeff? So I wanted to reflect back on our album focus series where we we chose those four albums for, from the four seminal bands and build on that and pick an album from the long riders which we did native sons so that was our episode 98 talking about native sons and then we also talked about in the future doing a green on red album and yeah. adding that to our album focus series yeah, absolutely then we revisited bill bartell Yes. With Howie Pyro and um, and Stephen McDonald. Jeff McDonald. John, uh, Jeff McDonald. Too many Jeff McDonald brothers. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, sorry. Uh, but, and they just shed a different light on Bill. Yes. On who Bill was. And it just gets like, we're just going further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That story is not. And Jeff McDonald gave us a really good suggestion of a different direction to go in. Yep. Um, to to um further investigate. Further, yeah. I was looking for the right word. Thank you. Um, and then episode one hundred with Steve Wynn and the box set decade. Yeah, and to talk about Decade, which uh, just got released and is available for purchase and all that good stuff. But um, I really liked his description of why that decade yeah. and what yeah. that decade means to him yeah. personally and as an artist, um, because it does kind of signal a shift. And... Uh, have you listened through it yet? I'm, I'm making kidding. my way through. Yeah, yeah, same. And it's it's delightful. It's really good. Yes. It's a lot of fun to listen to. So that's 100. But Soraya, we did have that yeah. uh, little trivia about episode 10, the missing episode 10, and we explained why that was missing. Oh, wait, um, before we go forward, the Mike Stacks book is called Swim Through the Darkness. Sorry, swim through the darkness. And what's that about? Okay, so what he does is he talks about. Here, I'll read you the description. Okay, uh, okay. I I haven't. I, I it's it's soon to be read by me, but you know. Okay, Jeff. So here's yeah. the description. Craig Smith was a 1960s golden boy, good-looking, charismatic, outgoing, a preternaturally gifted musician and songwriter whose songs were recorded by some of the biggest names in entertainment, Andy Williams, Glenn Campbell, The Monkees. His future success seemed assured until an unexpected turn of events plunged him into a terrifying darkness. Clean-cut Craig Smith became Maitreya Kali, the self-proclaimed psychedelic messiah. He laid out his poignant, disturbing schizophrenic vision on a sprawling self-released double album before disappearing completely. Author Mike Stack spent 15 years piecing together the mystery of Maitreya Kali, 
uncovering one of the strangest and most tragic untold stories of the 60s and 70s. Swim Through the Darkness reveals author Stack's 15-year quest in tracking down this strange saga of American pop culture. Included in the story are Smith's close ties to the monkeys, particularly Mike Nesmith, who produced and promoted Smith's band Penny Arcade. Also covered are the bizarre self-release albums he made as Maitreya Kali, which now command thousands of dollars among psychedelic music collectors. Wow. And when you buy the book, you get a code to download his uh, Smith's music. Wow. Yeah. That sounds really cool. It's, uh, yeah. So I just bought the book and it's waiting to be read. Nice, nice. But anyways. Nice. Very cool. All um, right. Okay, so, uh, sorry. No, that no problem. Thank you for we talked about We talked about the episode that had to be pulled. Yes. Talking yeah. about trivia. Yeah. So there was another uh, another trivia that nobody knows about with our episode. Correct. And I have in my files an episode that says episode 42, scratched. Episode 44, scratched. Episode 45, scratched. Uh, those ended up getting replaced with other episodes. Yes. But we, we had on a guest who I will call PJ. Let's call him PJ. Sounds so good. This guest, PJ, who was putting out a record and was associated with the scene, with the Paisley Underground scene. Um, and we wanted to focus on his new album. So uh, I just thought this was an interesting story to, to share. Um, no hard feelings, nothing. But... We had, uh, what did I say? PJ. We had PJ on um, the episode, and I thought he was a lot of fun, put off a good energy. We had a lot of questions. Um, but before the episode, he asked that we could send him the questions so he would be prepared. And then afterwards, he asked if we could send him a file so he could listen to it and see if it was worth releasing. Well, after, yeah. after we did that, he said some of the information he gave out wasn't entirely accurate. So he wanted to do a second interview. So we did that. I edited that, sent him that. He didn't like that one. So he asked that we do a third one. So we did a third episode. I edited that. So I typically spend about 10 hours on an episode between editing, re preparing, recording, all that. And um, so we did three versions of this interview yep. with PJ. And then after we finished the final one and we sent it to him, um, the story that we got back is that he did not want us to release the episode, that his bandmates felt like it didn't represent the band well. So that was about 30 hours of of uh time that i spent in plus your time and that never got released so that will probably never get released the one episode that we spent time on and um so there's that never see the light of day never see the light of day so the last episode which could be the last episode 42 the last episode 44 the last episode or 45 <laughs> exactly so um so that was something that i just wanted to share that that we've experienced along the way um, we've talked about unicorns. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. At this point, um, we have this little list of unicorns, of people that 
we would like to talk to that's probably not likely. So let's start with a three o'clock. Mickey Mariano is somebody. Oh. That, and <laughs> We've gotten we, so close. Yeah, we got it close on a couple occasions. Same um, with Earl Mankey, who's associated yes. with the three o'clock. And that almost happened, but didn't. Um, you talked about the Bengals. We've reached out to Vicky, Mickey, yes. and Sue. Um, so those are definitely on our unicorn list. Um, for Dream Syndicate, Kendra Smith, of course. Not going to happen, but on our unicorn list. That's why it's called a unicorn list, right? And Carl Percota? Carl Percota. Right. Where are you, Professor? Um, we'd love to talk to Carl Percota. And then for Rain Parade, um, I think we talked to pretty much everybody that we wanted to. Unfortunately, David Roback and Will Glenn are no longer with us, so those yeah. won't, won't happen. Um, um, we could talk about long riders, Sid and Steven. Steven? McCarthy, got close. we got close. We got we got the um, okay from him that he would join us. That hasn't happened yet, so hopefully that will happen. And green on red, we did get an okay from Dan Stewart that he was going to be on our show. Actually, one of the very first guests that we reached out to, December of 2018. Yeah, um, he was just getting ready to go on tour. He said when he came back um, that uh, that we could talk about it. Um, things have changed in his life and priorities have changed. So, um, so that's a list of unicorns that, of people that we've wanted to talk to. Of course, there's many others, but, um, related to the scene, those yeah. are definitely, definitely the top of our list. And then, um, I want to, where do we go from here? So we talked, um, with Chris Kakavez and sharing, um, all of this music that he's listened to and we flipped through albums together and you came up with an idea. I don't know how much we want to share about this, but for something that we may do in the next year, some something associated with playing music or some kind of DJ series or something we're still working through. So we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah. And um, before we go, we have, um, we got a question. So we started off the episode with Frank Gigrado uh, playing a little theme song for us. He sent in a question for us that he'd like us to answer. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Listen to this. Jeff and Soraya, congratulations on episode number 100 of the Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme podcast. I have a question for both of you, and let's move into the future when we're back to live music and live audiences. Of all the bands and artists that you've had on your show that are still active, which one do you want to go see first? Was he just ripping on a bong? That he may have ended that by hitting a bong hit. I'm not sure. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> I know that sound. I'm very familiar. I mean, oh, I'm familiar. I've, I've heard from friends that that's what it sounds Sorry, like. Sorry, I thought it was me. I thought it was my connection, but no, I think I know what that was. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Um, so how do you answer the question? Okay. When, of bands that are actively performing if, when and if we get back to the time when we can do live shows. Okay, so uh, of the bands that, that we know of, three of four are active. Just at three o'clock isn't currently. Yeah. Uh, Dream Syndicate is still touring and active. 
Rain Parade has got something in the cooker because uh, they they teased us with a few with a couple of photos. John Thoman and uh, Derek C has mentioned that uh, they've been together playing. Yes. Um, and we know that the Bengals play. Yeah. Hmm. I will add in um, that I would love to see Red Cross again, of course. Amazing live band. Um, the Baseball Project was a show that I was, that I had tickets to go see. Um, yeah. So that was one. But probably the one that I was most disappointed that canceled is one that uh, we talked about today. And Ronnie came on to promote the, the tribute to Kim Shattuck. And they yeah. had... Um, performances by members of the Pandoras, by members of the Muffs, by Red Cross. Uh, there are so many bands that were going to be a, a part of that. And I've heard that all the bands are still committed to do, doing that when and if we get to the, the point where we can do live shows again. So that is one show that I would like to see realized and be in attendance for. And, and we were getting ready for another road trip for Rain Parade, if you remember. Yeah. So those are top of my list. You know, I have to admit, I think of the bands that are still touring and playing, it'd have to be, um, especially because we knew a show was coming, Rain Parade. Yes. And Dream Syndicate. Yeah. Um, can we just have um, the Paisley Underground reunion, just a do-over yeah, in 2020 that was, that or 2021 or whenever we get to be in a place uh, crowded with people again? Yeah, that 2013 show was amazing. Yep. Man. Yeah, and we had thought that there was going to be a three-by-four show at one point. There was talks of... There was rumors of it. Rumors, yeah. Um, and it never panned out. Nope, nope. So logistically, I don't think that was something that was. But I'm telling you, um, I I uh, support these bands putting out new music, and I'm talking to you too. Three o'clock. <laughs> I swear, I I love watching them on stage. Love it. Yeah. Love it. it. The energy is palpable. Yes. Um. And I would love to have another live show by three o'clock again. Yes, me too. And uh, play whatever you want. New, in development tunes, old, I don't care. But um, yeah, that boy, that's a hard question. Because right now, live music seems so far away. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I, I guess I'd put it there. That one-two punch, Rain Parade Dream Syndicate. Nice, nice. And with a hope that three o'clock would give me something new too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank I you for the, music though. Yeah. Yeah. I miss live music. Well, thank you so much for these past hundred episodes, Soraya. You've been amazing. It's been really fun getting to know you a little bit more and working with you with all these bands and um, you are just awesome. You, you make, you make my days when I know that we're going to record. <laughs> yeah, you keep this thing. Well, it's running. been a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the next hundred more. And the fact that you put up with me and my rambling. 
No, you keep it together. You're uh, coherent at least. <laughs> I try sometimes. My speaking is more along the, the Trump lines, not in content, but in... <laughs> in length? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. And, and path? <laughs> yeah, exactly, in path. <laughs> but um, to just kind of end this, this has been a great 100 and Jeff and I wouldn't be here if you guys weren't downloading and listening. So thank you for that. Yes. And uh, here's to another hundred more. We hope to bring lots of fun surprises forward. And in the words of Steve Wynn in episode 100, go vote. Yes. If please. you're a U.S. citizen, go vote. Yes. And let's, and for all of us around the globe, because we do have international listeners, Plenty stay healthy, wear a mask, and let's get back to live music, please. Yes, indeed. All right. All right, gente, for the last time in 101, agrubiar. Crew on, Paisley people. Was fun hours later i know two hours later <laughs> that was fun though that was, that was that's a good way to wrap 100 i think wrap it up yeah all righty yeah <laughs>